Hello and welcome to Largo, Florida Local. I'm Melissa Honeycutt, realtor and your guide to living, working, and playing in Mid-Pinellas County. Today we had the honor to speak with Steve Weinberger, CEO of Clearwater Jazz Holiday. And he talks about the actual festival, all of the outreach programs that it helps to support, and how you can get involved. So enjoy. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. For all of those who are listening out there, I have Steve Weinberger with the Clearwater Jazz Foundation here. He is the CEO of that organization. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yes, Melissa Honeycutt. We're so excited. I am so pumped to be here. And you know how much we love you, don't you? Oh, I appreciate that. You give so much (laughs) to this community and it's always 100%. It's always with a smile. And our board of directors is grateful the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation to have you on our team. Oh man, I should have cut that. I, I didn't want all of that in there, but thank you very much. I appreciate that. Got to embarrass me a little bit. I got my red cheeks on now. Yes. Um, but it's because I believe in what you guys do. So hopefully, you know, other people who are listening can get as excited about Clearwater Jazz Holiday and the foundation as I am. Thank you so much. All right. So tell us, what is the purpose of Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation? And when is Clearwater Jazz Holiday? Okay, well, Clearwater Jazz Holiday Music Festival is in two weeks. What? Right? Less than what? two weeks. It's, the, it's, it's October 18th through the 21st, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's produced by the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation, as you know, yes. which is a not-for-profit organization. Um, festival's 40 years old next year. Wow. And the purpose of the foundation, the mission of the foundation, in addition to producing a world-class music festival is to be a leading proponent of jazz education and outreach in Florida. And there's also a pretty solid tourism component Hmm. key to our mission. We are big on promoting the destination, bringing visitors to the Tampa Bay area. And in fact, little fun fact for Mm, you, Melissa Honeycutt. Love fun facts. The name Clearwater Jazz Holiday originated with the festival in 1980. It was born out of the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce before a nonprofit organization took over in producing the festival. And the name holiday was used to refer, refer to vacations that Europeans were taking. So Europeans refer to their vacation, vacation as holiday. holiday. All right. And so it became kind of sort of this vintage hip kind of name. It's not really utilized by a lot of festivals, nope. uh, none that I really know of. And so we just have kept it and it's a special part it's a special name and a special tradition very nice all right so talking about the whole 40 year thing uh next year the the jazz holiday will be 40 years old um and how has it kind of evolved over time into what it is today yeah the the festival has changed substantially Uh, you know to the credit of the early organizers they were able to bring in some incredible jazz musicians straight ahead jazz musicians and the festival, the music of the festival probably has changed the most mm-hmm. over time. In the 90s, smooth jazz became very popular. A lot of smooth jazz was programmed at the festival. And uh, our fans um, really appreciated over time the diversity of music that we were able to program. And so while we continue to celebrate a very rich jazz tradition around the festival and our outreach efforts, our lineup has become very diverse, uh, almost akin to a New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. You'll notice that particularly with the lead-in and headlining positions at the festival, 
we feature a variety of different genres from funk, rock and roll, pop. Our Sunday, which we call Sunday at CJH at the festival, now uh, has a wonderful theme around Americana, folk rock, bluegrass, jam band. Fridays at Clearwater Jazz Holiday in recent years have had really fun themes. We did a really great New Orleans theme a couple years ago with Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Last year we had a whole swing revival thing going with the Postmodern Jukebox and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And there's a, there's a really fun balance, I think, if you have followed the tradition for a long time, between classic throwback and contemporary. And, you know, over the last several years, we have featured everyone from Chicago, Earth, Wind & Fire, Cheryl Crow, Gladys Knight, the OJs, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins, Buddy Guy. Um, and so, you know, there's a really rich sort of tradition and history of diversity in our lineup. And I think that that has produced a really diverse audience. Mm, certainly. So about you know, the lineup this year, who is it that's coming and are you super excited about it or what? Oh man, I, every year I, I just get so excited around this time. We work really hard at really programming something for everybody. And for our jazz lovers, there's a lot of great jazz at the festival this year. One of the most influential and exciting jazz artists, Marcus Miller, is going to be at the festival performing on Sunday, October 21st. If you like smooth jazz, Adam Holly, Danny Coos are going to be at the festival this year. Um, there really is something for everybody. We have assembled a really special collective of the Bay Area's, some of the Bay Area's best jazz musicians on Saturday. We call it the Clearwater Jazz Collective, and it features La Lucha, John O'Leary, Alejandro Arenas, Mark Feynman, Thomas Carabasi, Jeremy Carter, Valerie Gillespie, John Lamb, Mark Moultrup, Nate Najar, LaRue Nicholson, Gumby Ortiz, Jamie Perlow, James Suggs, and Butch Thomas. I mean, it's going to be awesome. We have some world jazz fusion with the Lao Tizer Band featuring Kylie Minucci, Karen Briggs, and Nelson Rangeli. And for our more mainstream fans we have some awesome classic bands coming through we have a whole bluesy like rock thing going on thursday night mindy abear and the bone shakers special to our festival tradition george thorogood and the destroyers awesome. we have local sensations group the greg billings band also on that night and friday we have a whole celebration of prince are you going to wear your purple that night? That is going to be the purple night. That is going to be the purple right? night. <laughs> uh, uh, Co-headlining that night are Sheila E., Morris Day and The Time. We've got the fabulous Thunderbirds coming on Saturday night. We have the Doobie Brothers, the iconic, legendary Doobie Brothers on Saturday night. And Sunday, as I alluded to, his largely Americana folk rock jam band. Um, it's a little bit edgier of, of a day. It's been popularized in recent years by... Groups like the Avett Brothers and Brandy Carlisle and Langhorn Slim and the Law. Um, but this year, we are so excited to have the J.J. Gray and Mofro for fans of soulful Southern Swamp Rock. Um, <laughs> he's got a, a, a just an incredible sound, high energy. The Devil Makes Three is going to be there that night. Uh, Americana Band, fans of the Old Crow Medicine Show and the Avett Brothers are going to love The Devil Makes Three. And we've got Carl Denson's Tiny Universe, which is one of the funkiest, greatest jam bands around that's doing an Almond Brothers Band tribute called Eat a Bunch of peaches 
this year. So, I mean, every day brings a different flair and something for everyone. Um, we are just so excited about this year's lineup. It's going to be awesome. And most of the nights are kind of already sold out, aren't they? Like, in yeah, the VIP yeah it's def- definitely, if you want to sit up close um, to the stage, go into clearwaterjazz.com now. Um, you'll save some money if you buy those tickets in advance. But there's a lot of different um, experiences and ways to enjoy the festival. So if you want to continue to... Um, with the lawn tradition and bring blankets and the chairs, um, you still can enjoy that for, for a very affordable price. Awesome. So how did you get involved with Clearwater Jazz Holiday? Oh, man. Well, as you know, Melissa, because we've known each other for some time, that in my former life, I was a lawyer with the law firm Johnson Pope. I was a partner there. I was there for 15 years and um, Love Johnson Pope. In fact, Johnson Pope is still a wonderful uh, supporter of the Clearwater Jazz Holiday tradition and our outreach. Um, my my second or third year there as a lawyer, the board of directors for the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation reached out to one of the senior partners at the firm at the time. I think they were looking for um, to to add a board member to the board, and and were considering someone with a legal background. And I remember seeing, I remember this vividly, the day that email came across my desk. um, I was familiar with the festival, but having grown up in Northeast St. Pete, I wasn't um, uh, super versed, you know, well versed in all that it really was. I just knew that it was a a signature event for the city of Clearwater. And I, I, um, I just hit reply on the email and said that I was interested and being involved and getting involved and it's just been such an incredible journey i'm so glad i hit reply on the email that day (laughs) it's really it's mean it's changed my life i as you know you know about four or five years ago i accepted the position of the ceo of the organization and i would never have thought that that you know that journey would take me where i am today that's awesome so that's a lot about the actual four-day event and kind of where it came from and, and what that what people can expect to enjoy when they go there. Um, that four-day event has a purpose, though. It really, you know, it's a it really is the catalyst for a year-long set of events um, and activities um, through our outreach program, through our education um, programs. So, can you kind of talk a little bit about um, you know the proceeds that we that we get from the festival? How do they come back to the local community, and what's the rationale behind that? Yeah, no, that is a good question, and we are working really hard to increase the awareness of those things because I refer to it as a year-round cultural impact. You know, the festival, the festival tradition is wonderful. We had 40,000 people there last year over four days. That's a powerful thing, and it really has served over the years to unite a community. We have um, a really strong attendance locally. We have visitors coming. We have people from all walks of life, and the success and growth of that tradition has really enabled the foundation to focus on creative ways of impacting the community. We do that through what I think are very innovative programs that are themed around music appreciation and instruction for music. Mm-hmm. We do it around initiatives that provide special funding for jazz and band programs, scholarships for young people interested in pursuing careers in music or playing music, and all kinds of really creative learning experiences that we have developed with key strategic partners around the community. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there. Um, the programs in particular are really cool. They're, they're themed, many of them, 
are themed around jazz history. And so they bring a really special and very unique cultural experience to young people, particularly in our community. But some of them have grown to really impact different segments. Can I tell you about some of those? Please, please, please. So we have a a program that started in 2013 called the History of Jazz Outreach Program. This benefits primarily elementary school and middle school students. Mm -hmm. And it brings a sort of part lecture, part performance experience to students that tells the story of jazz and introduces it's kind of like a history lesson set to music. Mm-hmm. They, they touch on um, important people, locations, and events that occurred throughout history and how those, those things have impacted the art form of jazz and then how jazz has impacted music that these students are familiar with. And we've done that by partnering with a longtime educator named Frank Williams and a wonderful group of local jazz professionals. And so that program has become very popular and we've we've learned that different segments of our population can also appreciate it and so we've tweaked it into and and we're now able to deliver it in a variety of different formats one thing that has been really cool has been to see the impact of this um, uh, particular initiative on special groups in our community like big brothers and big sisters we have developed a whole special needs focus with this program and are now able to visit schools and organizations like Nina Harris, Paul B. Stevens, Calvin Hunzinger, the Ark of Tampa Bay, and deliver really, uh, the Lift Academy is another mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. deliver really unique and special experiences that create a social situation, um, but also a rich learning it's a very interactive. And, and interactive, mm-hmm. exactly, environment. Um, we have uh, more recently um, been thrilled with the success of this program in the senior living what? setting. Yes, and we are now in independent um, senior communities. We are delivering the program to memory care centers, mm. um, adult social groups, who are responding really well these these groups oftentimes will create social events around the program and so we are really reaching um, a lot of different segments of our community through that program alone there's another program called my journey with jazz that is equally as exciting to me because it is complementing aftercare programs in economically challenged neighborhoods in our community and underserved areas. And that occurs over the series of five visits where we bring music mentors and each session and each visit with these kids, um, usually the kids like around third through fifth grade, um, are themed around jazz history, New Orleans and early jazz, the swing era, bebop and beyond, jazz and the world. And then we do this culminating finale where the kids learn things through like this fun game format we created during those visits and then they participate with our outreach band back for their families at the end and they get to participate they read scripted parts about what they learned Um, a lot of really cool things that we didn't really envision have come out of that program Um, the kids have given been given opportunities not only to learn about jazz and this music but also to develop skills around communicating with their peers, with adults. Public speaking wow, is, yeah. a, is a really big aspect of it. And the results from these um, neighborhood family centers where we typically deliver 
the program um, and the feedback has been really strong and positive about what we're bringing. Um, there's another program called the Young Lions Jazz Master Sessions, and you as a um, musician in your in your older days, right? What, when what, I was what, younger, what did, I was a band geek. I what, played flute. You played flute. And I also did the flag corps. In fact, band gave me the opportunity to get out of my very small town. I grew up in a town where, you know, everybody lived, worked, and died within 250 miles of where they were born. And I got to join the band, and we took a trip to a competition here in Florida, because I was originally from Texas. And it opened up my eyes. It was like, you know, there's a whole other world out there. It's not just, you know, my, my little cow tipping. It, there There's a really great big world out there, and it's attainable. And I think that that's why I enjoy what you guys do. Because is that is that one of the big reasons that drew you to the foundation? It is. It absolutely is. Yep. That is a I did not you didn't know, know that. that. <laughs> I well, funny. I've heard I'm you reference that. band geek yes, before, but and that's a good term, all right? So don't It don't is a good term. Right? And, and and we have a whole there's a there's some incredibly talented young jazz musicians and there's almost like a you revival really of this music and we take a lot of pride in creating platforms throughout the year mm-hmm. that give young musicians the chance to perform before audiences, but also with professional musicians. And this Young Lions Jazz Master sessions that we developed bring schools throughout the state of Florida to colleges well oh I'm sorry yes you're correct it connects university jazz educators with high school jazz musicians around a really unique sort of shared instructional experience that involves group clinics and breakout sessions and we've got schools traveling from South Florida we got one coming from Tallahassee this year and what an amazing environment for them to learn from professionals and perform with each other in front of each other. We also this year have started to replicate and bring that experience into the schools um, because not we can't accommodate every school in the state of Florida at this event that takes place in December. So we're bringing professionals into schools and working with band directors. So there's a lot. The outreach has grown. There's so much to share around it. And what I love about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday is the people Mm -hmm. because there is such a special group of very engaged people not only like you at the board level but we have volunteers that have been with us there's such a tremendous sense of volunteerism I mean you're part of the Jazz Force yep and for everybody who doesn't know Jazz Force. Tell the listeners about the Jazz Force. So it's a great group of people. They are just gluttons for punishment. Um, They are the ones who actually physically put on the festival. So they're there, you know, a couple weeks prior to the event, setting up all of the fencing and the chairs and the stage and the you know, all of the, the back-end stuff, setting up for where the, the backstage bistro is, the VIP section, all of that. And then the, on the actual four days of the event, they coordinate the, the, the public volunteers. So everybody who comes and volunteers just on those four days has a lead volunteer that they check in with, and that lead volunteer is a member of the Jazz Force. And, you know, they have to meet several times throughout the year to, you know, help coordinate and plan and organize. So it's a real, a really dedicated group of people. And, they do it because it's such a fun thing. I mean, the music is outstanding. The experience is is just, it's not, it's irreplaceable. And to see the look on everybody's faces as they're just jamming out and dancing in their chairs and dancing on the on the, the lawn. I mean, it's just a really cool thing to know that you're, that, know that you're a part and of. And we're so grateful that you do that. And, and I feel like I, I love what the way you characterize that because there's nothing like being there. And it's like, I mean, how, how often are we walking by each other, we're smiling, like... we're high-fiving <laughs> each other like a million times and just know that it takes a community to put on this special tradition. And it is. It's and, so much fun. 
much work. But and uh, there, there, there are 60 people like you, mm-hmm. lead operational volunteers on the Jazz Force that manage like 1,400 people. So it is the magnitude is enormous. And that's what makes it so special. I mean, Jazz Force, it's like cross-generational now. Mm-hmm. There's there's people um, who have family members and, that, you know. that, are, that are involved in this. And um, we're so grateful for that type of commitment to it we just it's just it's just so special one of the other things i think that's unique about our experience is that you know you have the volunteers you have the the people that are your school partners but you have business owners and um, influencers in the community that really get behind Clearwater Jazz Holiday. Um, a lot of them do it through, you know, what we call the High Note Society, um, but but it's a really great place to be. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I guess in the sense that there is wonderful connectivity around our platform mm-hmm. during the year at our events that we do each month and at the Jazz Holiday. I mean, let, let, we're recording this podcast today from the Pinellas Realtor Organization, right? Mm-hmm. And you are a realtor. I am you a realtor. Are. <laughs> um, and this is a wonderful facility here, but this is a perfect example. Here's a, an incredible organization locally um, that has affiliated and supported our tradition. Um, it, not only supporting the festival tradition, but the outreach we're doing. The Pinellas Realtor Organization is helping um, with our special funding this year. And so we are providing $500 grants in the community, courtesy of the Pinellas Realtor Organization to schools honoring music teachers, their band programs to help them. It's so important to buy sheet music, buy mm-hmm. instruments, um, go on competitions. Um, what a wonderful partner. And we are fortunate to have others like the Pinellas Realtor Organization um, really getting behind the impact. There's a tremendous economic impact mm-hmm. every year. I think that that was over $7 million last year just from the festival impact. But the cultural impact of what we're able to do with these programs and these experiences for people in our community are so important. And when you go to an event or when you go to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday, you see this connectivity of all these corporate partners and outreach partners that are benefiting from the programs together in one place sharing, connecting, starting collaborations on their own. We put a lot of effort into that value, into trying to connect partners around us because that's what keeps them, that's what fosters the engagement and keeps them supporting the tradition. And um, it's really, really unique. It's re- we work really hard at it, but it's, it's just something to be cherished, I think. Absolutely. So this podcast is specifically for the Mid-Pinellas County area. And so people may be going, well, why is she interviewing somebody from Clearwater? Well, let me just tell you, the Clearwater Jazz Holiday and that economic and cultural impact can be directly seen in the city of Largo. So talk a little bit about what we are doing specifically um, with with Clearwater Jazz Holiday in Largo. Yeah, I mean, our, our outreach mission is, is ambitious and we want to make uh, a really... Um, strong impact throughout the state and it starts in the Tampa Bay area Um, although the festival is Clearwater based like you said the impact is Mm -hmm. far-reaching we are all over the Bay Area with these programs that I've described Um, I can let you know we're in terms of Largo Mm -hmm. right so our history of jazz program has impacted Largo Middle School Southern Oak Elementary the Art Club Walsingham Elementary Fujit Elementary School, mm-hmm. our, our My Journey with Jazz program has wonderful impact at the High Point Neighborhood Family Center. 
um, senior living. We had an amazing senior living exper- uh, uh, history of jazz program at Brookdale Pinecrest. Um, and so, I mean, the list goes on beyond just Largo, Safety Harbor, Belcher, uh, Madeira Beach. Uh, we had a great one in South St. Pete at Sanderlin IB World School earlier this year. Curtis Fundamental, Carwise, Melrose, Shorecrest, Academy Prep. I mean, it, the, the, the history of jazz program alone has reached over 20,000 students mm. in the time that it has been active. That is incredible. You know, when you think about all the visits and one one thing I love is that we've engaged a lot of professional musicians who gig around town Mm -hmm. and beyond Mm -hmm. and they are part of this program. They are, you know, we we take a lot of pride in providing that kind of work for those musicians so that they can share their gift but also really make a strong educational Impact and I think that's important. I was going to say about education is that you guys also work with the local colleges. You have a partnership with St. Petersburg College, and you also have a partnership with the Art Institute, and they provide some really cool opportunities and experiences there on the on the site. No doubt. I mean, that's also one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to find new and creative ways. We have a really um, engaged outreach team on our board. And we're constantly working on new collaborations to try to create these special experiences and opportunities for students. I mean, St. Petersburg College, we do so much with them now. Um, We have a really cool series of classroom discussions that we developed around the business of music. And what happens is we, we, there's a lot of great learning and teaching around that and industry professionals that come in that we can introduce to students and have them share experiences. But then we integrate those students and all kinds of learning experiences around the festival, shadowing our stage crew, sound, light, production, the Art Institute you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have so much there. Their culinary program is ingrained into our festival production now. You are in charge of our VIP area at Jazz Fest. You know that. We, the, the, the culinary students are working during the year on their presentation and the food that's going to be showcased in some very exclusive areas at the festival. But it's not just culinary. I mean, there's videography, photography, graphic design, merchandise. Um, The students, their setups um, in filming the artists on the stage and it's being produced on the big screen. We've got students backstage in what we call the media XP, the media experience. They're interviewing artists and members of the extended members of our community on site backstage so they're developing a whole schedule they're working on the production the decoration the setup and then they're editing that footage on site and helping us put it out on social media so those are just some examples of learning experiences but there are many others we've got a wonderful collaboration for instance with United Way's Operation Graduate mm. and uh, those students also get to um, uh, opportunities to network with people in our community and volunteer. It's super awesome. It is. I, you know, we've spent the last, you know, 25 minutes or so talking about all of the different ways that Clearwater Jazz Holiday impacts our community. And that's not even all of them. That's what's crazy is that <laughs> it is a never ending. I mean, we just have, we just have really big aspirations. And um, I think what we're doing here is pretty awesome. So if there are listeners out there that are wanting to get involved in this, either as business owners, individuals, schools, the adult living facilities or civic organizations, what do you think is the best course of action for them to get involved? Well, you know, it starts at clearwaterjazz.com which has a wealth of information um, about um, our outreach education and the impact we have and of course about the festival itself 
but there's different ways of supporting the tradition. I mean, being a volunteer is a great way. First of all, you get into the show. Um, you, you get, get a cool shirt. You, you get you get T-shirts, um, commemorative pins. You get a meal, a poster, and mm-hmm. you get the the camaraderie and just knowing that you're part of something that's making a wonderful impact. So we we need and love volunteers. Um, it makes us really it makes our tradition very special. But um, in terms of financial support, um, if you are a business uh, becoming a sponsor, there's a lot of really cool opportunities. There's visibility at the festival and during the year in marketing, but the entertainment, as you know, as someone that helps coordinate our VIP experience, am I right? The VIP area is really second to none. All I have to say is air-conditioned bathrooms, air-conditioned bathrooms. I mean, right? Executive festival restrooms is what I call them. Yes. But 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 there, you know, the VIP experience. It's by the water in Coachman Park, downtown Clearwater. Third week of every October, it's sort of like the weather begins to change and. There's just the destination is really wonderful. So a corporate partner to take advantage of those benefits is really what is helpful to us to sustaining the tradition. Mm-hmm. Our High Note Society sells out every year early in the year, but these are a group of, of individuals or local businesses that believe in this tradition, contribute financially for really great perks at the festival, but then they get the value of, of, of invites to our monthly events all year long, every month. Um, and there's wonderful connectivity networking that happens there. So the High Note Society, definitely check that out. We have a new uh, sustaining initiative this year called the Second Line Legacy Society. And these are people that can contribute annually um, to help sustain the tradition. They believe in the power of music, of uniting people, the power of this tradition, and they believe in the outreach we are doing. And joining the Second Line Society is a way to support that. Uh, We recognize our Second Line Legacy Society members at our kickoff every year at the the first uh, High Note Social in, in January. And um, so those are just a f- some of the a few ways of supporting us. Um, it really takes a community mm-hmm. to grow and celebrate this tradition, so we appreciate that. And I've just got to say, again, um, I know you know how, how awesome we think you are, but you have uh, been such a wonderful supporter of the Clearwater Jazz Holiday. We really appreciate the opportunity to share about all we do on this podcast that you do. And we're just so grateful for it. And if you approach what you do in the community, in your job as a realtor, there's just no question in my mind of why you have been successful and why your clients love you because um, you are just awesome, Melissa Honeycutt. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I guess we will wrap it up here. Is there any last words you have? Wait, we have to go. We can't we, keep I talking. Know, I you know, know I love to keep I talking. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think they got the idea <laughs> and we've said enough and it's been awesome. Well, Thank we you. hope to see you all out at the park. This has been another episode of Largo, Florida Local with Melissa Honeycutt, your realtor and guide to living, working, and playing in mid-Pinellas County. If you have any questions or any comments about today's episode, please text me at 727-314-2120.